today we are starting a new sermon series using popular songs from the past several decades. Now, these songs are not Christian per se, but they point us towards scriptural truths. So each week what we'll do is we will introduce a different decade, a different song, and then go to the scriptures and ask, how might this song point to a biblical reality? Um, So we're going to play a snippet of a song. We are in the 1960s right now. We have time travel, didn't you know? And we're going to be playing a song by the monkeys called I'm a Believer. So take a listen. So obviously this is a love song. And it's a song about this girl who has revolutionized this guy's entire life. He had no hope for love. He felt really kind of an outcast from love. Like, no, you're not allowed to have love. Uh, He felt it was only true in fairy tales, not meant for him. And he didn't even really feel like it was worth it. And then, someone steps into his life and changes everything. Then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. So he goes from not believing in love to being a sold-out believer in love. Encountering this particular girl has changed his whole life. Now in a similar, but way bigger and grander way, When people encounter Jesus, their lives are changed. And we see that throughout Scripture, and we especially see it in the story of Zacchaeus in Luke 19, 1-10. It says, He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So we hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Now, Zacchaeus may have been a wee little man, but there is a lot more to his story than that. What do we find out about him? Well, he's not just a tax collector, he's a chief tax collector. So he is the worst of the worst. Tax collectors were the scum of the earth. They cheated people out of their own money. They collected more tax than what was due so they could get rich. They were seen as traitors to the people of Israel because they were working for the Romans, who were their overlords, basically. And we also see that Zacchaeus was wealthy. Now, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy, but how do you think he got so rich? By taking people's hard-earned money. 
And so this is not a good guy. He's, he's not a good guy. And in fact, musician and author Michael Carr describes him as a slimy, good-for-nothing thief. He's willingly chosen this profession. But Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. And specifically, he wants to see who Jesus is. But he's shorter than most people, so he, he can't really see around the crowd. So he runs ahead. He climbs up a tree so that he can see Jesus as he passes by. Now, I doubt he expects to get Jesus' attention. He just wants to see who he is. And boy, does he find out. Because Jesus looks up at him, the thief, the chief tax collector, and he knows Zacchaeus' name. He calls him by name. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. You want to do what now? Of all the homes in that place, he's going to go to Zacchaeus' house. And Jesus' language is interesting. He says he must stay at his house. And that's because it's part of Jesus' divine mission to seek and save the lost. That's why he goes to Zacchaeus' house, because Zacchaeus is lost and needs to be saved. And so Zacchaeus hurries, as he's instructed, and he welcomes Jesus with joy. The crowd, on the other hand, is not filled with joy. They grumble at this. To sit and eat with a tax collector could certainly make a Jew like Jesus unclean. Not to mention, why are you hanging out with that guy? But Jesus isn't worried about that. He's not worried about being made unclean because he makes the unclean clean. Yes, Zacchaeus is a sinner, but he is not beyond the reach of the love of the Son of God. The crowd had written him off, but God had not. The grace of God reaching out even to someone like Zacchaeus changes Zacchaeus. Love becomes a reality in his life a million times more than love becomes a reality in the life of the singer of a believer. And in response, Zacchaeus repents. He follows Jesus. And he realizes that means making things right. What he says he's going to do actually demonstrates the change that God has already worked in his heart. He says, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. He's going to give away half of his wealth to the poor. That's radical. He's now embracing God's heart for the poor instead of extorting them like he was doing. And then he says he's going to restore anything he has taken from anybody, and he's going to restore even more than he took. And that's actually following um, a biblical law in the Old Testament, which said if you stole something, you not only need to return it, but you need to add value to it. It's like paying interest on what you stole. So he's going to do that. And this is a radical change for someone who has lived off of extorting others. 
Christ sought him out, loved him, and as a result, Zacchaeus became a believer. And not to sound cheesy, but he saw Jesus' face, and now he's a believer. And Jesus' response to what Zacchaeus just said is amazing. Today, salvation has come to, his ha- to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, has been saved. He is part of God's kingdom family now. I mean, why did Jesus come? Was it, was it to reward the well-to-do or to make people rich? or to rid the world of losers like Zacchaeus. No. Verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus was lost in sin. He was far from God. And Jesus rescued him. Even while Zacchaeus lived as an enemy of God, Jesus sought him out and loved him and it changed his entire life. The truth of the matter is that encountering Jesus changes people. Encountering Jesus changes people. This ancient story that we read of a man drastically far from God being brought into fellowship with God has been told countless times in the lives of different people. Over the centuries, embezzlers, murderers, drug addicts, racists, thieves, oppressors have come to Jesus. Like Zacchaeus, encountering him made them believers. And in response, they turned from their sin and toward Jesus. Now, some may feel like this kind of love is only true in fairy tales, meant for someone else, but not for me. But not even our worst sins can keep Jesus from saving us when we trust in him. Jesus took the punishment our sins deserved on the cross. He was condemned so we would be declared innocent and clean before God, so that we would be transformed from sinners to saints. Casey Diaz was a gang member serving years in prison for second-degree murder and 52 counts of armed robbery. Uh, And he also said he was glad they didn't catch him for anything else. So you can imagine. As an inmate in prison, he was what they called a shot caller, uh, which among the inmates basically meant he got to decide who uh, the other inmates hurt or killed. He also ensured that during any uprisings or riots that took place in this prison, uh, that the right people got shanks. And because of this, obviously, he was transferred, uh, transferred to solitary confinement. And one day, an older woman, an older woman is visiting, and she goes to visit his cell despite the urging of the guard that you're wasting your time. Her response is, well, Jesus came for him too. And so she goes and says to Casey, young man, I'm going to pray for you. Jesus is going to use you. Now, he obviously didn't believe her. But about a year later, something supernatural happened to him. 
he writes that he was he writes that on the wall of his cell something strange was happening a movie was playing a movie about my life i saw myself as a young child i witnessed incidents from my early days with the gang everything in picture perfect detail then i saw a bearded man with long hair carrying a cross a mob of angry people shouted at him rough-looking men nailed his hands and feet to the wooden beams what got to me most was that this man looked at me and said darwin i'm doing this for you i shuddered apart from the guards in my family no one knew my real name then i heard the sound of breath leaving him at that moment i knew he had died that's when i hit the floor in the middle of the cell i started weeping because i knew somehow that this was almighty god even though i didn't understand what he had done for me i started confessing my sins god i'm sorry for stabbing so many people god i'm sorry i robbed so many families with each new confession i felt another weight come off my shoulders he sought out the prison chaplain who explained to him who Jesus was and who encouraged him to read the scriptures. And boy, did he. He would spend hours a day reading the Bible. He met Jesus, and he became a believer. And when he was released from solitary confinement, he says that he was no longer a shot caller. He found a new calling, telling other inmates about Jesus. This is what the radical love of God does. Encountering Jesus changes us. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That includes you and me. No matter how awful our past or our sin is, we can rejoice. We can trust because we can trust that in knowing Jesus, our past doesn't have to haunt us. It's forgiven in Christ. We are not too far gone. If Jesus' love could reach as far as to someone like Zacchaeus, as far as to someone like Casey, then it can reach us. And our call in encountering him is to repent and trust in him. You know, we can be honest about our sins because they are forgiven in Christ. And we realign our values then to the values of God's kingdom, day by day. And just as Zacchaeus, by God's grace, we can become givers, givers to those around us. Encountering Jesus changes us. And this is also true for the world around us. Do we sometimes keep our distance from the world? It's very easy for us to live in our little Christian bubble and stay away from those people. You know, uh, that person who believes very differently from us on certain issues. Or the one who has too many issues. Or the one who's been on drugs constantly. Or the one who's into that new age stuff. Let's stay away from them. Perhaps we worry that connecting with people far from God will stain us, that their sin might rub off on us. 
Was Jesus concerned with this? Or did he go and stay with Zacchaeus? Let's follow his example. We can have close friendships with people who don't know Jesus and not compromise our faith, certainly. And look outside, the world is falling apart. And people are looking for hope, they are looking for answers. And Jesus is the hope and the answer. But how will people know unless we show and tell them? And one of the best ways to do that is just through a loving friendship. David Garland writes, A Christian roommate who modeled Christ in the midst of my desire to enjoy my freshman year at college was primarily responsible for leading me to the Lord. I had heard the gospel for years, but was resistant. But this roommate, though he could not answer all my questions, cared for me as a friend and modeled Jesus' love in the process. That willingness to spend time, talk, and sometimes just hang out together provided far more answers than my whole list of questions. Many believers can offer this difference to their friends if they pursue such relationships with sincerity while trusting the Lord. Imagine that, helping people know Jesus just by being a good Christian friend. If Jesus' mission is to seek and save the lost, shouldn't that be our mission as well? To seek out those who do not know God and to show them who Jesus is. Let's be careful not to write off people like the crowd wrote off Zacchaeus as irredeemable. Because you never know who the Lord's will change. You never know whose life God will transform. And you never know when God might use you for that very purpose. Let us pray that many in our community and our world may see Jesus' face and become believers. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you have rescued us, that you have sought us out, and with your love, you have saved us. And we pray that we would embrace that, that those of us that struggle to embrace that because of our past or because of things we've even done five minutes ago or yesterday, Lord, help us to know we find forgiveness and transformation in you and that you have forgiven. Lord, help us to show that to others. Remove any, any fear that we might have of, of showing and telling others who you are. Help us just by being good friends to show people your love and grace so that many may know you. In Jesus' name, amen.